You are listening to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast, the number one podcast in the world for leaders who want to be the best. Each episode is designed to help you recognize and overcome your leadership challenges and achieve great success at your work. This episode is brought to you by your host, Payal Nanjiani, a world-renowned leadership expert, executive coach, and author known for her leadership talks, corporate training, and executive coaching. To know more about Payal, visit her website, www.payalnanjiani.com. Hi, this is Payal Nanjiani, and you are listening to the Payal Nanjiani Leadership Podcast. Today, I am excited to share with you our special Women's Day series in this episode. Just before the lockdown of March 2020, I was invited to attend an executive club meeting in Baltimore. While there, what surprised and actually shocked me in today's so-called gender equality world is the fact that I was one amongst the three women CEOs in a room of 80 CEOs. No doubt, progress has undoubtedly been made you know, to know when, uh, when women get into leadership roles. But I must say that getting an equal representation of women at the top level is still a global issue. Now, you can't really change the way other people think and behave, but you can consciously break your own biases and be a great leader. No amount, no amount of empowerment can do us good until women know how to empower themselves as leaders. I know and I truly believe with my heart, soul and spirit that every woman can prepare her path towards success. You just need to know how to get there. And so today I have this opportunity to be speaking with some of the world's top women leaders working in different corporates. They have shared here their experience, their valuable advice on leadership, team, finance, and growth. So let's let's just dive in and get to hear from these awesome women leaders what it takes to be a woman of success. What does it take to be a leader? And to start with my question to all of you is, what would be your best advice for women to help them break the bias and move ahead in their career? In your career, if you can, in whatever you're working on, and it doesn't matter if you're in management or an individual contributor who's just starting out, if you can look around your organization and find that thing that you could work on that would be helpful to the organization that nobody is, is focused on right now, and don't ask for permission, just do it. You know, find that hole and fill it and you will, I mean, I promise you, you will be recognized. And truthfully, Payal, that is what gets you ahead. That is the differentiator that managers take note of when they're doing things like um, looking for who to promote within the organization, who has the potential to become leaders uh, and Quite frankly, when it comes time to give rewards, recognition, and bonuses, these are the things that stick out that might get you noticed over your peers. We think that life, if we're going to change our life, it's going to be a drastic change. Uh-huh. It doesn't have to be. It's two millimeters at a time. It's not looking at what the destination is. It's putting one foot in front of the other to get to that destination. Just believe in yourself. Try to excel in yourself. Do not try to compete with others. If you have to compete, compete with your own self. Break your own records. 
embrace your difference. Um, you know, do not try to blend in. And really, it's it's leverage your unique uh, differentiating traits towards success. Um, and, you know, every time I've tried to blend in and just be like my peers, I know success hasn't come to me versus when I have really used my my differentiating traits, whether, you know, they are working hard or whether they are humility or whether, um, you know, my technical skills and abilities, whatever those are, when I've embraced that difference and really who I am, um, that's kind of when success has come to me. If you are constantly operating, like, like you're constantly running the race, you're doing it wrong. Resilience is actually very different than stamina. Stamina, we have an end game. We have a finish line. We have a date. We have an end of a project. And a lot of us have been operating with that. And then we get to rest. We don't have that right now. We don't have a definitive date of when things end and when what things are going to look like. So resilience, again, is generating that self-awareness, pushing when you need to, but also time for rest and recovery. Mm. And so if we don't start taking care of ourselves and the basics and learning to tap in and become more self-aware and learn how to communicate, it's just not going to work. And we're seeing that happen. So I think it's, it's boundary setting. It's, it's creating a structure, it's communicating, it's leaders stepping up and doing the same for their employees. Um, But I mean, there's so many different things um, that you can do. I will share one little quick tip. It's called, um, I've shared this with uh, a lot of people over the last months, but it's a simple technique, but it's called bookends. And so I like to call it that because you, you are very deliberate with having an AM bookend or something uh-huh. that is uh-huh. yours in the morning. It doesn't uh-huh. have to be this monumental thing. It could be a workout. It could be sitting alone in a space by yourself without your phone and drinking your cup of coffee and utilizing all your senses and just being uh-huh. there. Presence. Uh-huh. It could be a lot of different things. And you have something that's sacred to you in the morning that you're not multitasking with. The middle of the day, as we know, can be chaos and a lot of things yeah. out of our control. Yeah. But in the evening, again, there's something, some type of practice, something that is yours wow. where you're isolated with it that you end your day with. This not only sets us up for better night sleep, mm-hmm. but it gives us a boundary. It gives us a sense of control that's rejuvenating and our own in the right. midst of chaos. It is okay to be honest and emotional. A lot of people say, oh, leaders can't be emotional. That's not true. I mean, you're as human as everyone else is. And if you have, um, you know, and if you have something which you want to share with your team, maybe your personal experience, which went, you know, good or which did not go so well, share it openly. If you're, if you're proud about even making mistakes, you should be able to do that because from those mistakes you've learned. I mean, it's a circle of trust, right? Somebody trusted us with all our mistakes who so we are here. So we need to continue that circle of trust, right? So that's something for me is very, very important. One thing I think uh, which uh, I wish I had, you know, done more of is uh, I think understanding the importance of having mentors to learn from, to, you know, get advice from, to have as a sounding board. I think uh, 
I didn't do this enough in the early days of my career, and um, I felt that you know I I needed to do everything on my own and make you know every decision on my own. But I think I realized the value of this later on, and possibly started this you know later in my career. So so yeah, so I wish I had uh, known that you know there is a lot of value from having people who can be a sounding board um, and to get advice from. Uh, who possibly you know say five years, ten years ahead, um, and they can help you as well along the way with some of their advice and suggestions. Like, what are some of the attributes you consider in a in a winning team? Mutual respect for each other. Okay. I don't. I don't care if you don't like each other. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're not friends outside of work. But when you're at work, you need to respect each other. Um, challenge each other. Support each other. And most importantly, hold each other accountable. If if the winning team, if if you all hold each other accountable to getting your job done, um, you can't you can't not be successful. Uh, you know, oftentimes I see that women they really shy away from success, while you have been moving toward it. So you know, what's the secret? What would you say about it? Uh, that's that's one of those questions that took me uh, the longest to prepare. I have to be honest with you, Pyle. And part of the reason is because not not because I think that women don't shy away, but more importantly because I think that we don't talk about women shying away from success. So what I want to do is to first focus a little bit on on the why. Why do women shy away? And and I strongly believe, Pyle, that it's because. they're afraid of what success represents not necessarily what it is you know as you know a lot of the times having it all quote unquote right equals success which means that women's measure of success and for a long time for me as well was that i was able to check off all of these boxes and i see this you know time and again with other women as well where they must be a good daughter must be a great wife must be an exceptional mother all of that while also trying to be a successful career woman all at once at the same time so when when you look at success sort of as a sum of all of these boxes that you must check off why wouldn't success be scary to you so i i would say i think if we pause for a moment and kind of reflect on our lives in segments right uh it becomes a little bit easier to understand what in that moment in life success meant to, meant for you and how you uh look at that sort of phase in your life was it successful or not when i was growing up in india in hindsight when i look at it my measure of success was really around you know doing good in school having a group of friends that i could hang out with and of course being good at the sport of badminton which i know we will talk about uh, uh later on and and then when i came to the us in the mid 1990s my success or at least the perception of success that i had at that time was i would be successful if i learned american culture and i learned the english language and i had to take english as a second language for many years to to grasp the way the american english is spoken and understood and written and then during adulthood you know completing a, as you as you mentioned in uh, in my introduction a four year college and then being the first one to complete a, a graduate school those were the boxes i was checking off back then and then post graduation as as i now approach middle age and and i am kind of growing in my career uh i am defining success through my career so as i said before i think it's really important for us to kind of pause for a moment 
look back and see that there were moments in our lives when when we had successes and of course we had failures as well right which we i want to talk about later on but it helps us compartmentalize a little bit so it doesn't become so scary and i think once we do that um we as women have a tendency to uh be attracted to success and not shy away from it what are some of the investing uh tips or the financial tips that you suggest uh, for women So I um I guess the first thing I would say is diversify, you know. So again, for for women who are risk averse, right? Well, actually, well, this is just a general good practice. But but more so for if you're risk averse is diversify where you are investing, right? Or where your money is in general. Um and it's consistent with your risk appetite. So if you work with a financial advisor, they can help you understand like where you are in the spectrum on your risk appetite. But ultimately, mm-hmm. diversify don't put all your eggs in one basket again mm-hmm. diversification doesn't necessarily guarantee a profit or a risk of loss but it mitigates that right so for instance in covid right now we see that the travel industry has been severely hit if you had mm-hmm. just invested in the travel industry you would be almost depleted <laughs> of of your yes. investment right mm-hmm. versus if you had a well diversified set where you're in um technology you're in um healthcare various different other sectors or industries you'd be better protected so when one goes down it doesn't mean everything goes down um mm. the second part i would say have a clear understanding of the goals right what do you want to achieve in life what is it that you are working so hard towards And then what is that time horizon that you're looking at, right? And it could be different for different goals, right? So for instance, retirement could be 20 years away, but paying for college may be 5, right? Or 10. And so depending upon those goals, have a plan to try to uh, to try to hit those goals, right? But first it has to start off with you understanding what your goals are, right? And then what okay. is the time horizon you're looking at? Um the third one is and this tends to happen to people who again comes back to like concentration so there are some people who might um have a concentration of if they are investing in anything they might like one particular stock or it might be their company stock right and they want to hold on to it because it's doing well again that comes back to the concept of diversification where don't try to hold too tightly to that because it's doing well now because tomorrow it could definitely go down right so make sure you're you're spread out in terms of how you're looking at where you're putting your money then the next one is um i would say don't try to time the market right so where we are with covid is a very um good example so if you have a good plan in place the plan should help you weather the ups and downs in the market right because the market will always have ups and downs so if you're just broadly speaking if you think you need the money in the next year or so you probably should be invested more conservatively versus if you need the money in the next 20 years you might be able to take on some more risk but what happens is when people see huge volatility in the market they get nervous and almost all of that understanding goes out the window and they just want to hold money into cash right so they mm-hmm. want to start selling the potential downside of doing that and trying to time the market is when the market starts coming back you may not know it's actually coming back because you have to see some period of time pass and when that happens you lose out on any of the gains so in as a general and there's a lot of research that shows this 
if you try to tend to time the market, you actually tend to lose out. But be confident in the plan that you have. If you are diligent about putting that plan together, you should be able to weather the ups and downs of the market. And then the wow. last one I would say, um, especially if women are more risk averse and they want a more comfort of stability, they may want to mm -hmm. create a predictable stream of income and retirement. So there's different tools that can be used to make sure that they have a guaranteed income when they're already in retirement. So that's, again, something for them to look at. Wow, this was some great conversation around what it takes to be a woman of success. And thank you to you awesome ladies for joining me here and sharing your incredible insights. This one's for all our listeners. We wish each of you a happy Women's Day and loads of success to you.